C'è la luna mezza mare, mamma mia, mamma redare. Welcome everybody to Hollywood Godfather Podcast. And here we are with Mr. Pat Picciarelli again. Here I am. I'm getting a uh, sound of a bugle. They're announcing my presence. They're celebrating well, our... I want to say that our neighborhood at 7 o'clock while we're taping right now yeah. is honoring all the first responders, other people in the hospitals. People are off their balcony blowing horns, and they do it for two minutes only, thank God. Just while we're broadcasting. <laughs> really, every night, seven days a week. Every night, seven days a week. And it's getting bigger and bigger and bigger I now. can tell. I can tell. <laughs> <laughs> but that's, that's nice great. for our audience to hear. That's, that's, I love New York. New York is Yeah, amazing. really. That's amazing. nice. That's a nice background. What right. the hell? Music of the city. Yeah, it sounds of the city. There you go. And Megan, how are you today? I'm doing very well. And now, she's remote now. We, we're like a big network station now. We're all remote. <laughs> mm-hmm. We're quarantined. Yeah. Uh, yeah, not for much longer, I hope. No. Yeah, right. I think at least till June. I turned yellow on, on May 15th. Yeah, you, you and me, Megan, are going to be yellow. Oh, really? That's the date? May 15th, yes. And you, you know what that means? Not a goddamn thing. Everything's <laughs> everything basically yeah, right. stays the same. I think yeah, what is the I, yellow? Is, yeah, uh, yeah, is anything open in yellow? The restaurants are allowed to have curbside deliveries. Other than that, everything remains the same. Wow. The last things that are going to be, we discussed this before we went on air, last things that are going to open up probably sometime in July are the uh, gyms and hair salons. Right. By that time, I'll be uh, uh, skinny like a rail. I'll be tripping over my own hair. Good, you know. <laughs> I want to get back to the gym. I can't wait to see you like that. You better, you oh, better cut your hair when you go to the gym. <laughs> yeah. about you. Oh, Listen. goodness. They'll be yeah, calling you Patricia. Yeah. I'll be called a lot worse. <laughs> All right. Uh, this okay. show, right. We, we would just oh. speak. We love the mailbag because we love hearing from all of you. And that's why we dedicate this whole hour to you guys because thank you for being there, number one. And thank you for being curious and giving us great topics to talk about even when uh, we're trying to create new shows. And if we had a drum, we'd have a roll right now and take it away. Okay. Okay. Now, time for the mailbag. There you go. (laughs) Okay, first message is from Jason. Jason says, after hearing Mr. Russo on the Jim Norton and Sam Roberts radio show on Sirius XM, I thought I'd give the Hollywood Godfather podcast a try, and I am so pleasantly surprised. I started from episode one and can't seem to stop listening. I've been telling my friends that if you love American history, this podcast is a must listen. Well, that's a big compliment. Very nice. We're part very of American sweet, history. right? Yeah, yeah. Very nice. And serious. We, we all were thinking about serious in a serious way, but now we can't. We're getting a better deal. I can't believe it. It's like <laughs> every other time we keep getting these great deals, and I, I feel bad because I can't. You know, even when John Casabatides he bought ABC Radio, and he thought for sure we're going to move over there. <laughs> well, at one time we were serious about serious. What happened? I know, but well, well, well we, we'll talk about that later. Well, we can talk about it because uh, who's talking to us very seriously is CBS. Viacom and Paramount. They own everything. We do a one stop shop. Always wanted to be owned. <laughs> you know. Enslave me, Paramount. Oh yeah. my god. Please, please. Yeah. All, right. All right, good stuff. Next one is a review that we got on iTunes from someone by the name of Moonstone Chicken. Hey. What? <laughs> must must be oh, one of my sounds familiar. Right, yeah, must be one of my ex-wives trying to hear this <laughs> review. <laughs> All right. Well, the message is: What a treat! I've been a mass reader and a film follower of anything mafia in the golden age of Hollywood. However, to hear inside tidbits and personal accounts of both topics from someone who was actually there and participated in this grand history is ambrosia. The brutal honesty of observations and personal opinion is just refreshing. Outstanding. Wow, thank you. What, what, why, doesn't nice some, why doesn't that guy say something nice? Yeah. I've never <laughs> I've never been called Ambrosia before. <laughs> Is that an ice cream or something? <laughs> yes, that's a, that's a high compliment. That's that, that's heaven. It's paradise. Wow. Yeah. That's, that's amazing. Obviously, yeah. it must be very well read. Very good. well read. Thank you. <laughs> thank you, sir. 
Yes. Oh, Thank we you. don't even know. Sir or madam. What, what, what's the handle? Chicken. What is the handle? Moonstone Chicken. Moonstone Chicken. Mm -hmm. oh, wow, is okay. one of your kids named Moonstone Chicken? That's one of your kids? <laughs> no, it's not. No? Oh, it's not. Yeah. I would never. He didn't even think that was funny. I would never. I wouldn't know what that was. He just straight up denied it. <laughs> All right. Next one is another message. This one's from Sal. Sal says, Mr. Russo, I've been so impressed by your life, and I am ordering your book. I also believe that you told the whole truth regarding the President Kennedy and how he was killed. God bless you. I wish you well. Thank you. Thank you. Very nice. Thank well. you, Sal. All right. On to the questions. This one is from Jimmy. Gianni, I've been listening to the podcast up to episode 54, and I can't wait for the butcher episode. I once saw you at the Albert Dock, and you were fantastic, as is the podcast with Patrick and Megan. Did you see the real Liverpool old pubs when you were there? I'm 67 and get around, but I wish I had your stamina and ambition. Love you, man. Man, don't we all? I tell you right now, I, I went to every old pub in Liverpool. I, 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 what's interesting, I, the first time I went to Liverpool, I went with Sinatra on the way to the Red Cross Ball with Grace, to go see Grace Kelly. And he said, we're going to stop in Liverpool because we're on his plane. What was I going to say? No, I don't want to stop. So yeah. we get there. You, you, can't, you can't really say drop me off. Yeah, well, yeah. he may have. <laughs> no, we, we, feet, we were really yeah. close at that time. So we land there, and all these people, four or 500 people, come to meet him. He has a fan club over there. I have a fan club everywhere. What I'm about to tell you, though, yeah. I go there maybe 10 years ago. They brought me back. They met me at the airport with signs and all that. In fact, Maggie said, oh, come on, how'd you arrange this? I yeah, said, that was my next question, yeah. I said, it's Frank Sinatra's fan club, and I was sold out. They bought the whole thing out. Wow, I took nice. over his whole following. Which it's amazing. Liverpool was great, though, I mean. The, the party goal, Town? Oh, um, yeah. But, not, but really in Party Town, like, we're thinking it. They did it in small little pubs and like home two-story places. There, there wasn't big places yeah, during that yeah. time, but they could drink, man. They could hang out. Mm. I love it. Good question. Yeah, they're all good. Hmm. Next one is from Brian. Gianni, do you have any stories you can share from the time you spent in Houston or Dallas? And if you had to pick one of the five families, which one would it be and why? Please continue to stay safe in these unprecedented times. Thank you for your continued work on the show and sharing your faith, as I know it has been a help to those who are listening. Now, is he talking about five crime families of Houston, yeah. Dallas, or the five crime families? What? I'm sure he means the, the five New York families. Oh, Yeah, well, which one would be your fave? Well, Gambino forever and ever. Most powerful. Yeah. But I knew them personally in a long time. And then as far as going to, would I like Houston or Dallas? Jimmy Jones was so good to us when we were shooting uh, Any Given Sunday. And I've got to be not a friend of friend. But uh, when he comes to New York, we'd meet at Nello's, have lunch and all that. In fact, I, I watched Jimmy Jones, I'm sure the rest of the world did, when they were doing the draft this year. And they did it like on a simulcast. And they cut to Jimmy Jones on his ship, not his boat, 500 <laughs> and something feet. Jimmy Jones is out on his boat. Well, football really pays, doesn't it? Hello. Wow. Oh, my God. But he was such a nice guy to all of us because the NFL wasn't fond of us making the movie. And they, they, they put out a bulletin. None of, the, none of the owners should cooperate with us. And after the season, we needed to get another stadium because we kept painting the Joe Rob, not Joe Robbie, the, the Miami Stadium, the Orange Bowl, had a new stadium called the Joe Robbie. They moved there. So a good friend of mine that we talked about in the past, Jay Weiss and Al Maldick, are such big contributors to Miami University. We got the Orange Bowl because it was dedicated, donated to Miami University. And we made a deal, made it our camp. But at nighttime, we had crew of painters going to paint a different color for the next so it's team. It's supposed to be Dallas? It's supposed to be everywhere. We oh. painted the color of the teams we were going to Oh, cute, man. Just because we, <laughs> we couldn't keep moving. Yeah. And then Jerry Jones gave us Dallas 
at the end, and we stayed there and did three games there, which was great. But he hosted everybody. He couldn't believe that we had Ann Margaret and Charleston Heston come to his cocktail party at his house. Plus, you know, our Cool J and all the other guys. It was a big hit for us. So, so Dallas is your city in Texas? I think so. And Pat, not right now because of Patrick Bed David. I love Dallas. Yeah, he's a good guy. And then I, what about, I, what about I, former illustrious guests? Yeah, and what mm-hmm. I just realized, I was the last person to open Churto in Dallas. Paid me a lot of money. Three store, last restaurant of the Maccioni family to open in America. They owned, uh, they owned uh, Le, Cirque. Le Cirque and all that. I just did that last year in Dallas. I love Dallas, actually. It's a good small city. There's hmm. your answer. Yep. All right. Well, speaking of Dallas and Patrick Brett David, next question from Ward says, in Patrick Brett David's interview with Michael Franzese, Michael said he knew 100% that Jimmy Hoffa sleeps with the fishes, meaning he was dumped out in the ocean someplace. Gianni says he's in a gaming room as part of a table. Is Gianni certain of his story, too? I'm definitely part of it. Definitely. First of all, Michael Francesi was from a different family who had nothing to do with that. So Michael would only know what he knows by hearsay. And if Michael's listening, it's hearsay. <laughs> okay. Is it Francesi? Is that how you say it? Yeah. Am I saying it wrong? Francesi, no. Francesi. Whatever. Well, if you talk okay. to him face to face, it's sir. Not me. Mm. Michael? No. no. His father, mm. yes. All right. Next one is also from Ward. Ward says, also in the Patrick Bet David interview, Michael Francesi says his dad had an affair with Marilyn Monroe. Bobby Kennedy was jealous and hounded old man Francesi till put in jail. Gianni knows Marilyn, old man Francesi, and the Kennedys. Is this story true? Michael suspected his father might have been BSing him, but finally decided it was probably true. The only reason I think it's probably true, because I know Marilyn so well. And Marilyn definitely knew Sonny. So it's, my, Marilyn always took a hug or going to bed with you as right. showing her friendship. And I mean, she, she was, I mean, I can't even tell you some of the people she's gone with that you would never how, think. How, how come I never find friends like this? <laughs> <laughs> You're the oh. best. Oh, gosh. I love you. All right. Moving on. If Susie's Next. listening, she's going to be pretty mad. <laughs> yes. Yeah, she, she's in the east wing of the, uh, the estate. Of the so estate. Okay. She, she can't hear me. Yeah. Right. All right. Next one is from Jean. Gianni, I recently came across a photo of you with a group of people surrounding a piano. In the photo was Stevie Wonder, one of my absolute favorite artists of all time. Oh, yeah. What was it like interacting with him? How did you meet? And do you have any interesting stories to share? I have a classic story about Stevie Wonder. And that picture, we were all gathered around a piano. We just won the Grammy for That's What Friends Are For. Stevie Wonder, uh, Carol Bayer-Sagel, who wrote the song, uh, Dionne Warwick, Gladys Knight, and uh, Quincy Jones produced it along with us. And we gave all the proceeds to that song to Amphair Elizabeth Taylor. I was in the engineering room with Stevie Wonder while he mixed this. And I'm sitting there looking at a blind man operate 48-channel console. And each button maybe is a quarter of an inch away. And at like 4 o'clock in the morning, I said, Stevie, you've been bullshitting us all these years. You ain't You just like sunglasses. That's all, man. Oh, Godfather, you funny. <laughs> he didn't. He didn't deny it. But I'm telling you, this he guy never like, denied he's it. like this, man. It's crazy. But that's what that was for. That's oh, that's funny. funny. That's what that was for. That's for the move. That's all. That's what friends that's, are for. That's what friends are for. So that that was all given to uh, Anfo was an AIDS charity, right? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. She, she started that. Elizabeth Taylor. Elizabeth Taylor. Yeah. Yeah. We still yeah. don't know where all the money went. <laughs> but anyway. <laughs> All right, next one is from Brian. Johnny, by chance, do you still have the film screen test for The Godfather that you did and had delivered to the film studios? I definitely do. You do? I, of course. I shot it on Magstripe, a uh, 16-millimeter uh, film. I bought it by, from Allen Photography. And the only reason the screen test was viewed by everybody at Paramount 
Francis Ford Coppola was trying to convince them to shoot the movie in a sepia tone. Mm -hmm. My 16 millimeter magstripe film was old film. The guy saw me an old reel of film and I shot it on there and it looked old and antique and I liked it. So I sent it. They didn't like what I was doing on it. They didn't even know who I was. <laughs> there was no way you're going to be in this movie. But they sent it all over and they even turned Francis down on that saying, we want it in Technicolor. And that's, right. how, that's why everybody saw it. Would that's, there be a way to view it or I have convert it. it to a disc or something to see it? I, I want to see that. It. I have it, I have it, I have it. It, may, right. it may become part of the 50th anniversary reel. Oh, that's I'll, exciting. I'll, I'll, yeah, we're going to hold you to that, man. Oh, you, yeah, I want to see You that. guys can see without that. that. <laughs> good, good stuff. All right, next one is from Eduardo. Gianni, I hope you are doing great. You are living the great life. Me, personally, I spent three years of my life in federal prison, and I took the oath of Omerta, and I'm still alive. Long story short, that experience made me the person I am, married and hardworking. My question... And I have heard every podcast. You have spoken about when Frank Costello's grave was exploded, and you have spoken of the guy who tried to kill him. If I was in your shoes and I knew they took a shot to my mentor, I would have taken action. What was running through your mind when you saw the chin? The chin, to me, I saw the chin where nobody else could think I would see the chin. I saw the chin at Frank Costello having dinner five days after he shot him in the head. So I knew... That was appeased, it's over with. And at that oh, okay. time, that was 1957. I never forget the night that it happened. Now figure that out, I was 14 years of age. What am I gonna do with the chin? Or mom, I was a messenger at the kid. That's it, and stayed that way. Mm -hmm. I never took the oath, and I never did three years anywhere, other mm -hmm. than Bellevue. All right, next is from Casey. Patrick, who would you say was the most famous person you ever had a personal relationship with? Jeez, I'm thinking. Was this guy Gianni <laughs> Russo? But uh, I, I, don't, I, don't, I don't see much of him anymore. But he's not know, famous. You know, it's a shame. We, yeah. They're yeah. talking about fame, fame. Yeah, uh, I was bodyguarding uh, Howard Stern for quite a while. But even, uh, what, what's the name? Uh, we've been to, uh, Yoko Ono. Hello. Yoko Ono, yeah, right. But Howard, uh, Howard was a really, well, Yoko went out of her way, too. I, I, I had injured myself with weight. She sent me to her personal uh, acupuncturist that she brought over from Japan. His name was JJ. I oh. uh, wow. couldn't, speak, couldn't speak a word of English, but he certainly knew his acupuncture. Oh, yeah. Uh, Stern, uh, she's just a nice guy. I mean, he had a... Uh, a, a guy that uh, drove him around in a, in a limo. Ronnie the limo driver was one of his people that used to be on air. Ronnie coincidentally lived around the corner from a woman I was living with in Whitestone, College Point, Queens. And whenever I needed uh, to impress somebody, because Howard didn't go out on weekends. I mean, Howard's a, <laughs> he, he was people a don't, nobody. He, he's I an introvert. Never, he's not yeah, the guy you hear on the radio. He liked to stay home. Anyway, he said, anytime you need Ronnie, you give him a call. And uh, I was at Howard's house numerous times. He had, he had parties. He'd give me my own reserved parking space. Because when he had a party, uh, cars were parked out. His house is way off the, yeah. the main road. But cars were parked out all the way to the main road. He had a spot there for me, right in front of the house. Nice guy. Uh, so, you know, that was a relationship. Well, it lasted. Until mm -hmm. I moved here. And everybody thought I died. That was the end of that. Oh. <laughs> I, 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 think, well, right. you know, I still, I still think you're in the no witness protection exists. program. <laughs> yeah, right. Yeah. All right. Next is from Jenny. Patrick and Gianni, if you could pick one line out of The Godfather that was your favorite, what would it be? I, I, know, I know what my mind is. Bad, bad. Mind is. Go. It was Barzini all along. <laughs> I love that. I love that. In fact, that was one of my passwords. My computer no with, with with a couple of uh, numerals and crazy signs after it, but that's oh, that's funny. Bozzini all along. <laughs> what, what's your favorite? The, the, mine is a favorite to me only, and probably nobody else. Is that when I had that interaction with Marlon Brando, and he pinched my cheek, and he said, "I'm proud of you, Carlo." <laughs> uh, 
And I think, you know, that, that's, of course, very touching. But I thought maybe you would have been uh, your guinea brat when you were chasing Connie around the apartment. <laughs> the, only, you know, I, the only reason I was the only person ever referred to Italians in that movie that way, that was one of the things Joe Colombo wanted out of the movie. And when well, I shot that he, he scene... He wasn't in any shape to say anything about it when you said it. No, because he was in a coma. <laughs> and yeah. Francis Ford Coma, yeah. everybody said, oh, oh, you can't say that. Even the script act said, Johnny, we can't use that word. I said, I can. You know, one of the... Uh, well, one of the reasons... Well, there's a lot of reasons, but the, the, the line that caught uh, the publisher's eye over at St. Martin's Press when I submitted the proposal, I opened the proposal with that, you, you know, Eugenie Bratt line. Not and I caught their eye right away. Yeah, that's how I started it. That's I love that line. Was that was that scripted? Yeah. Right, yeah. No, it wasn't scripted. I added. Okay. It. Yeah, yeah. Because they had to take it out. Brat was there. Become okay. a father. Color like your father. You brat. You brat. But okay. I threw Guinea brat, which I think made it sound better. Much better. Yeah. Anyway. Yeah. All right. Next is from Chris. Chris says, I'm a big fan of The Kid Stays in the Picture by Bob, Bob oh, Evans. Gianni must have many great stories about Bob. Could he share some? Bobby was the most centric guy in the whole world. And he really knew how. I knew his brother, his mother. People don't realize he's from the family Evans Pacone. And you'd, you know that name. They made a fortune, his father. His father created women's elastic slacks that had the stirrup that goes under your heel. And those pants became riding pants. Women loved wearing them because a lot of you know, when you sit down, your pants roll, slides up your leg. Evans Pacone, that's, they're the Evans of the Pacone. So he made his fortune with the stirrups on the bottom of women's pants. You believe that? It's like a guy with a hula hoop. And, you know, and Charlie, his brother, and Bobby just, they were playboys in Beverly Hills. And they always wanted to be an actor. You know, and I always envied the guy who uh, invented wheels that go on the bottom of luggage. Now I have a different idol. No, but the, <laughs> I can put the star-ups on the bottom of pants. No, but, no, but the different yeah. thing, when you think of all the traveling, even I did all my life, before they put wheels on luggage. I know. I mean, I mean what, how what stupid kind of, were we? What kind of a mind thinks of that? It's I so know. simple. It's like how many pairs of old roller skates you see, put, put them exactly. on and wheel it out of there. Especially when you used to go to customs through Europe. You know, I wouldn't, wouldn't they didn't have the carts. If, if it was you had to drag your luggage. Such, uh, uh, topic, Al Malnick probably invented the wheels that went on the bottom of yeah. luggage. Yeah, right. Yeah. Amazing. Yeah. <laughs> All right, next is from Jackie. Gianni, when, when was the last time you went to Vegas? Where was your go-to place to stay? Oh, my God. I went to Vegas to promote our book the last time I went. And uh, I, 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 they invited me to the Mob Museum, which when I got there, they paid me to go. But when I got there, they said, where do you want to stay? Because it's downtown. I said, I'll stay at the Golden Nugget. I love the Golden Nugget. Because Steve Wynn, that was the first property he bought. We all made money with him. That's when Michael Milken went to jail, when he came out with the junk bonds. And uh, they did the Wynn Hotel, fortunately. And then when I had State Street, Steve was remodeling the Wynn Hotel. He just put a bar in, all brass and marble and all that. This is a public trading company. He says to me, uh, you want a bar? I said, what bar? He says, the black bar. I said, are you kidding me? What are you going to do with it? He says, I'm remodeling. I said, how long do I have? He says, three days. It'll be on the sidewalk. <laughs> and it was on the sidewalk. And that was the bar in uh States? In my addition... With, I, I made an addition. I, I got the pool. I had to move out. I paid him out. I took that and I made a casino out of it and put this bar in the middle of the dance floor. I had a disco where I used to think of myself as like a dancer. You never want to walk across the floor and say, we want to dance with me? And she says, no, you look like an idiot. So I put a 20-stool bar in the middle of the dance floor. Wow. Good thinking. Everybody sat. It was a round bar. Everybody's sitting there. You girls dance up to us. We're playing. Well, yeah, it was great. And then I put. Well, not only that, you're sitting at, at, at a round bar. You're staring at each other. I know. That, that's, that's smart. And then I surrounded 
the dance floor on different levels of table games. So it was a casino club all in one, and everybody loved it. Nice. Hmm. And it only opened so, at midnight to six in the morning, six hours. So you haven't been to Vegas in a while, then? That was the last ever our book. And I'd before be that, probably, well, I used to go sneak in because my mother lived there, my sister lived there. Yeah. I have kids there, my grandchildren are there. But I hate it. I mean, I absolutely hate it. Well, you compare it to the... There's no style. Flip-flops in the Saturday night in a casino. Kids in baby carriages on the line where they could sit in the carriage while their mother plays slot machines. Get out of here. Heresy. Blasphemy. Uh, it is. <laughs> no style besides. That too. Hmm. All right. Next is from David. Gianni, I have heard you mention before how you had interactions with Michael Jackson. Did you ever get the chance to see him perform live? If so, what was that experience like? Numerous times. I was I was invited early on to, to invest in the Jackson 5 when a guy who's got no relation to me is actually Jewish, Aaron Russo, launched them on the Ed Sullivan Show. I saw Michael when he was five or six years old. Wow. No, I knew him a long, long time. And then obviously he stepped out on his own. I remember when he did the Andy Williams show, we were there. He, remember Andy Williams had a Saturday night show. You, you, mm. No, you guys. Yeah, that was that. back. That was back when uh, Michael Jackson was black, right? Yep. Yeah. <laughs> I got to know Michael at the end more so when Liz Taylor, Michael, and I were taking care of Marlon and put him in a hospital. Unfortunately, and he died. His body went into mm. shock. Michael was a, a, a sick individual, I think from child abuse from his own father. What a shame. Yep. Yeah, it's sad. Joe Jackson was a tough Joe man. Joe Jackson. Mm. All right. Next is from Marty. Patrick, I read both Bloodshot Eyes and Popline and absolutely loved them. Ray Yale is an amazing character. Can we expect any other Ray Yale stories or other works of fiction anytime soon? Yes and yes. In fact, I was looking to see how the sales were going on the first two in the Ray Yale series. I can't even say that. Uh, <laughs> Ray Yale. Ray Yale. Uh, <laughs> and it's doing well. It's selling well on Amazon. So, yes, I'm going to write another one. It's going to continue along. Uh well, you know, so uh, it's a serious book. Bring up, I should bring up Yale. Uh, his name was a, a, a initially an Italian name that started with a Y. Mm -hmm. Only I was told by uh, an Italian person that there are no Italian names that start with Y. No, I know. A-I-O-U. I know, but not with the letter Y. That's what I'm saying. I changed it to Yale. But uh, my book, uh, a book called a Crowded Hour, it's a novel. I've been working on off and on for seven years in between book contracts. I'm just about done. I got about a chapter and a half to go. That's uh, that's that's uh, a novel. That's fiction, and uh, I'll be handing it over to my agent uh, any any day now. So uh, hopefully that'll sell. And uh, on so, we go. so you're still going to go? Well, that I know. Way? I can't wait. I thought for you. That. Were, I thought you were interested in maybe self-publishing. Well, the uh, Yale books are self-published. Oh, I'm sorry. I didn't know that. Yeah, well, I couldn't sell the first. So one why do why do you have to go you know, to an agent? Pardon me. Why are you using an agent? No, no, I'm using an agent for the the current book, Crowded Hour. Oh, that's oh, going to oh. go mainstream. Oh, okay. But the first the first two Yale books, I was just breaking into the game. I wanted to see if I could write. I wanted to see who would read it. I didn't know that much. Also, uh, those of you who read Bloodshed Eyes know the, uh, the 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 antagonist in that book is closely related to a well known celebrity, and the publishers were afraid of it. Mm. So uh, I didn't want to change it, and I figured, well, you know, I'll probably write these two books and never write again. So it just was an ego thing. But the third Yale book, uh, when I write it, that's going uh, mainstream. I'm not self-publishing that. So I have a name now. People will buy it. Of course. Right. Good. Well, I, loved, good. I loved the first two, so oh, I'm thanks. excited for that. Of course, I'll, I have to say, ah, you're the one. You're the one. <laughs> I knew you're the one who read the book. Oh, <laughs> good. Looking forward to that. All right, next one is from Debbie. Gianni, was there ever a production for a movie or television show that you were involved in where during it you realized you wish you never became a part of it? Well, it's very funny. I, for a, a stupid reason, 
I think we spoke about it. The only TV show I got involved with was Prison Break. And Brett Ratner, a, a very close friend of mine, a kid that I knew since he's six years old. And uh, he created, and he created this part for me. And I, I did the first arc of it in the our business, that's six episodes. And I found myself leaving on Sunday to fly to Chicago to get picked up and brought out to Juliet Prison <laughs> and mm -hmm. stay there all week and leave on either Friday day or Saturday morning if I wanted to leave for, for 24 hours and come back. And I'm saying all my life, I tried to stay out of prison. <laughs> stay out of prison. <laughs> yeah, right. Now I'm flying there to stay every day. And I've been making good money, but man, if I'm going to go to prison, it's going to be for a lot more money than this. So I asked him to write me out. I said, Brett, the series is not going to go. I think the series is still on Prison Break. <laughs> yeah, right? It's, it's crazy. definitely pretty popular. So how many episodes were you with? I did six. The first six, right? Yep, yep. The very first. Yeah, I did the pilot plus five. Hmm. But that's All that's right. one thing I shouldn't have gotten out of. <laughs> <laughs> but who knows, you know, my life, fortunately, I just keep moving on. I mean, nothing wrong true. with that. No, it's, and, and get into better places, so. It's true. All right, next is from Kelly. Gianni, I couldn't help but notice a photo on your Instagram page of you with Kim Kardashian's best friend, Jonathan. How did you meet him, and how well do you know the Kardashians? I, I, I know the Kardashians most of their lives. It's so funny. I knew the father, Robert. They used to come to the house for the holidays. No, mm. I, you know, all of them, Sharon, and the, the girls were nobodies. I mean, they were little kids. They were kids. Were they? Yeah, they were little, During little the OJ case, those who yeah. don't know, but Robert Kardashian was one of the defense counsel. Right. OJ right. Simpson. And then and, they don't realize this. They, the maitre d', Joe Stellini, was the maitre d' at probably one of the hottest clubs in Beverly Hills, which another friend of mine owned, Bendel Cattleman, called the Luau. So Robert Kardashian, O.J. Simpson, invested in Joe Stellini's, and they opened the bar called Stellini's in Beverly Hills. That's how many years I go back with them. You know, I'll ne never forget the, de the, uh, the moment that O.J. Simpson got acquitted in that double homicide. The picture of uh, Bob Kardashian, who was his defense counsel. I know. Couldn't he heard it. not guilty, his jaw dropped. I know. Yeah, right. <laughs> I mean, he was shocked that he. The whole, everybody was. As was quite a few of them. That glove, that, that was the whole thing. It don't I fit. Yeah, I mean, his whole lawyer. All he, did was, all he did was open his hand. Of course, anybody can get any glove that will go on. Right, you can, like. Uh, if you don't co cooperate, it's such a bullshit thing. They, mean, just hated, older, they just hated the prosecutors. They his his own attorney couldn't keep a poker face. I know. I mean, right. that was, I, I had a laugh when I saw that picture. It was hilarious. I, you know, I, I still. That was an unpleasant time in, in our history. Well, not only, oh, yeah. you know, and, I, and I, I know the Goldmans, that kid had nothing to do with her. He was just bringing her mother's reading glasses to her house after his shift. And that idiot was lurking in the bushes. Because he had. Wrong his, place at the wrong time. Classic. Yeah, because he had an alibi. He was going. He was. He left our house and went right to airport. Airport, because he had an alibi and going to Chicago. Some alibi. Yeah. Yeah. Kill somebody, then get your alibi. Yeah. Right. Anyway. All right. Next is from Kathy, Gianni. During your death scene in The Godfather, how did you not get hurt in real life when he pulled you over the seat by your neck like that? He did. I didn't get hurt there. Because all I did, people, if you're in a car, next time you're sitting in a passenger seat, just stand up and push yourself over. So when he started pulling me, I went with him. Where I got hurt was kicking out the window because they didn't want to use breakaway glass. And what you didn't realize, after his feet went through the window, he dragged them back in. It's like dragging my two back of my legs over razor blades. Right. And nobody figured that out. <laughs> That's mm. where I got hurt. Yikes. All right, next is from Eddie. I read recently that Sonny Franchese died at 103. Does either Gianni or Patrick know anything about him that wasn't in the media? No. <laughs> okay, well, I uh, we discussed this before airtime. I'm working on a Sonny Franchese project. 
I don't have to get into the ins and outs of it, but I, I read a lot about in, in preparing myself to do the research and doing the research. He had a hell of a piss poor family life. I mean, his kids overdosed. His wife was a nut job. Uh, I mean, tragedy upon tragedy, and it's all his fault. Mm. All his fault. Well, I mean, you're a product of your At father. the end of his life, he, he knew it. He wound up in a, uh, uh, he got released from prison. And he was 101. And he, his own family wouldn't take him in. He wound up in a nursing home and he died alone. Yep. Hmm. So uh, I'm, I'm, there's going to be a book coming out on his life that I'm involved in. It's going to be a while. I mean, it's in, it's in, in the writing process now. But uh, yeah, you're going to read, uh, aside from what you read in, in the media about his uh, colorful life, there's going to be a, a, a lot in there which if he was alive now, he wouldn't like seeing. Well, that, that's right, the sad personal. part about most of these guys' lives, the criminals that we know or, or, or who are famous. That's their only fame. Their families really have suffered through it all. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I mean, uh, particularly, well, it's fair, the wives and the kids. I mean, it's, right. his own son testified against him. John Jr. Yeah, I know. Mm. Man. It's crazy. Anyway, read the book. All right. Yeah, right. It's, yeah. it's, it's a tentatively titled uh, The Last Gangster, but that'll be changed. There's too, there's too many Last Gangsters out there. Uh, <laughs> there's too many starting up yet, too. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, right. They're not the done yet. Comes out, there'll be quite a few Last Gangsters. Hmm. Okay, next one is from Gino. Gino says, I lived in Queens, New York in the 1950s when little Augie Paisano was killed by LaGuardia Airport. There's not much written about that killing. Does Gianni know anything about it? No. I do. You do? Go you ahead, go. Pat. You know, this was a question that was asked many, many episodes ago, not particularly on that, but I, I brought it into the conversation. Uh, little Augie Paisano, his real last name was Calfano. I don't know how they gave him the name Paisano unless it was a part of Italy he was born in, well, which is possible. To, but well, they he used was to, a, uh, to, when you were called Paisano, it's like being a friend. Yeah, friend, yeah. Uh, maybe that's would, right. Everybody thought that was his real name, but it wasn't. It was Calfano. Anyway, the, the evening in question, he, uh, he was with the wife of a uh, uh, comedian. His last name was Drake. I forget what his first name was, but a pretty popular comedian. His wife's name was Janice Drake. And he, uh, Janice, uh, they were all out together. She wasn't with her husband, but they were all out in a group. And she needed a ride home. Talk about being in the wrong place at the wrong time. Oh, my God. Uh, and uh, little Augie... Uh, decided to give her a ride uh, they wound up uh, both getting hit they were after him and they got her she was collateral damage but I was a kid then I was Jesus I was about 11 years old and I lived in Queens right by LaGuardia Airport and I was out in front of my house and one of my friends came up and said hey there's two dead bodies in the back of the Travelers Hotel which was a couple of blocks from me it wasn't far away oh at my all. gosh uh, let's go take a look this is my first uh, view of the mob up up close and personal but what we there were cops there when I that, got that's there. pretty there close the bodies it was a, the, the travelers hotel was adjacent to the airport i know right where uh, it is yeah now my still, my question is with my warped mind of thinking if he was driving a home how'd they get in the parking lot of a motel well obviously <laughs> they, they stopped to get gas at yeah the gas station across the street yeah of course but anyway uh had, well had had she had not, you know, she, she was collateral damage. But they, they obviously stopped us. They were they were found at dawn. Hello. You know, and by the time I got there, it was probably about nine in the morning, and the bodies were still there because it was a crime scene. Right, right. It was right. shot up bad, uh, and hard to believe, but it was unsolved. Probably her husband did it. Well, I, he was a comedian. I forget, I forget his first name. Who's he was always on Ed Sullivan. He was, you he have, was, a, you was have a guest shot. star. But he had a problem talking about. Uh, the last question, Sonny Frances, he had a problem with Sonny. And uh, they, said he, they said he wasn't involved, gave the order to kill P Paisano. Oh. Well, whether it's true or not, nobody will ever know. Right. But uh, uh, Janice Drake, just like uh, William Goldman, whatever his name was, that was with uh, OJ's ex-wife. Right, right, right. Wrong place at the wrong time. Yep. Mm. You sure they weren't trying to get both of them? No. She was just out with him that night with a whole bunch of people. But she was in the, the motel. car and she got shot up. Okay. Hmm. 
All right, next one is from Jerry. Gianni, if you could summarize your incredible life in one sentence, how would you describe it? Absolutely amazing. <laughs> <laughs> Perfect. Simple. It works. That's it, man. I love it. It surprised me. I, I get up every day. You just want to know why. How come, God? Thank you so much. And oh. it keeps on going. I mean, there's some stuff I can't even talk about what's going on. That during everybody's dilemma and pandemic, we, we reorganized two companies that weren't doing good for me and found a whole new reason for them. And we launched right. it June 1st. That's how fast, which is great. That's good great. life. A yeah. life well lived. And yeah. there's always a reason for that. Exactly. That's how I look yeah. Very true. Yeah. Yeah. I've been blessed. Hmm. All right, next question, a little different angle. Gianni and Patrick, you guys have had very interesting lives. Lives. If you had to do it all over again, would you have done anything differently? Go ahead, Pat. You know, if I'm going to, if I'm going to fantasize about it, uh, I would have stayed in the military. I like the military. Hmm. I would have really? stayed in. Uh, even though I was in the Vietnam era, I had already done my time in Vietnam. And then maybe if I would have stayed, I would have gone back, which is one of the reasons I didn't stay. Because my job, it's known as an MOS in the Army, Military Occupational Specialty, was a machine gunner. Whoa. So if they were going to send me, uh, you know, a ground machine gunner in an infantry unit. So I knew if I was going back, that's where I was going. In the helicopter. And as much as I liked the military, I liked the discipline of it. I liked a lot, a lot of things about it. I, I liked life better than I liked that. Yeah, hello. Because I know if I went back, I was, I was pressing my luck. So yeah. if, if I had to think about it, maybe, perhaps I would have stayed in the military. How about you? The only thing, I mean, I, I just answered this question on an interview that I just did, actually. If I knew what was happening now, I made so much friggin' money, I would have saved a couple hundred million more. But you like to spend? I was spending it like it was never going to end. Cars, it hasn't houses. ended yet. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm talking but you're about, working on it. <laughs> I'm talking about the, the the amount that I amassed I and I just wasted. Yeah. It's yeah. so it's very hard, and I think in the, in where we're going with this economy now, I don't know. If people are going to be you know that liberal. People are. Well, I'll tell you, I, I, I think you're going to think twice about going into a restaurant before we have a vaccine. Right. You know, and if you're involved in that uh, at that end of the business, yeah, things are going to be tough. But there's going to be businesses that are, that are going to be uh, uh, cropping up. I mean, people will be looking more for escapism. They'll be looking for books. They'll right. be looking for movies. They're going to be for good television. Us, right? I'll, I'll, I'll hint, I'll hint you, you. You've been in the entertainment business all your life. They'll be looking to have a couple of cocktails. But the interesting <laughs> thing is, how about if somebody created a food line and every once a week can go online for an hour and he'll teach you how to cook and tell you stories? There you go. I'm glad I thought <laughs> it. <laughs> How about that? <laughs> Man. No, that's, you know, there's, there's always an opening somewhere. You got it. If, you if, if you're not afraid. You got it. to take that's a risk. It. And if there's anybody not afraid to take a risk, it's you. Definitely. That is so, true. That's true. Okay, All moving right. on. Next is from Caleb. I just want to say the podcast is amazing, and I have the utmost appreciation for the content you provide. I've read Hollywood Godfather three times, front to back, so far, and I find myself reliving Gianni's amazing life with every flip of the page, and all I can say is thank you. I have two questions. What are the differences between the factions in Italy slash Sicily, like the like between the Mafia and the Chamorra? Am I saying that right? Camorra. 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 Um, second question. Are there any feuds among them? Who uh-huh. has the bigger faction? <laughs> First of all... Five families, Italian families living on one block will be feuding. <laughs> when, you're the Italian out, way. when you talk about the money, there's, you know, there's three major fashions in Italy. And you name two of them. They've been men battling forever. Hundreds of years. Yeah. I mean So Sicily is be always the power. I I just know why. Because they're so legal in so many businesses. Because mm. right now, there people are looking at saying, okay, during, I mean, if, if you're in the business of it being in the mob, right now, if it's drugs, a lot of people, street, your street market is your biggest market. Nobody has any money to buy drugs. 
if you're a taking book, there's no sports to bet on. Nobody's borrowing money because nobody, nobody's going to yeah, give the, it the, out. The, yeah, organized crime is going to look for new areas. Yeah. And trust me, you'll find them. Oh, yeah, they will. You know, uh, it's a strange the thing. Right that, any, any kind of crime that'll, that'll keep you at home. I never, uh, I never realized, and now that you know, I'm old enough to reflect on many decades, I never thought there'd ever be a time where we'd be stopped like we are, all of us, no matter what our walk of life is, no matter what our education is, our, our, you know, our heritage, everybody's in the same game. Yeah, it's scary. I mean, my block, this house is $20 million, $30 million. These people, mm. they're doing the same thing I'm doing. Sitting on a couch. Sitting on a couch. Everybody's right. the same. There's That's nobody crazy. special here. Yeah. And I mean, the, the coronavirus has invaded the White House. Yeah. I know, that's 19 so crazy. Secret Service agents. Got yeah. it. That's I mean, insane. You know, uh, uh, to the to the uh, the writer of that email who's read the book three times, we definitely appreciate it. Oh, yeah. But I don't know if you've listened to the audio book. Gianni reads his own book, and it's fascinating mm -hmm. to, to have him read his own book. Thank For you. For those of you who haven't heard the audio book and you've read the hard copy, it's, it's, it's worth it to listen to the audio book. He does a hell of a job. I appreciate that. Thank you. Absolutely. It's, it's true is true. Yeah. Hmm. All right. Next is from Gino. Gianni, Patrick, and Megan, if all were normal and you could travel anywhere you wanted, where would you go? Who's first? Ladies first. Ladies. Yeah, we're going to stick it with Megan. Ladies yeah. first. Hmm. Um, for very specific reasons, I would love to go to Berlin right now. I wonder why. And see my boyfriend. Oh, no. <laughs> well, that's a good that would reason. be nice. That's a good reason. Yeah, that yeah. would be nice. But why I'd like not to go sure to, when he's coming back. I'd yeah. like to go to Tahiti. Oh. Tahiti. Even though I, I, I heard it's it's not what all is cracked up to be. No. They have problems themselves. Tahiti, you have to, I'll, I'll, let me give you a hint. If you go to Tahiti, take the party with you. Because uh, you're not going to be let in to other parties. There are cliques there. Tahiti's not a place to go to. I mean, I just, you know, you, you, you see the pictures, the crystal clear water, the... The houses on bamboo, just to kick back and, and relax. I mean, I, 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 uh, I, I, I'm, I'm, I'm an island guy, and it's a place I haven't been. So it's, I, it's I, funny that like you say that. I, I, I had a time where I just wanted to, had to go someplace for a couple of months to hang out. I went to the Cayman Islands. Yeah, crystal clear water, houses and beaches. After yeah, a week, there's crowds, nothing those, to do. Crowds. Nothing to do. Nothing. Yeah, well, that's, that's Unless the you scuba dive week or two and then you go stuck crazy yeah. and then you go back home to the insanity but it's always right. nice to take a break right right yeah hmm. and me oh. i'd like to go visit my relatives in naples oh i always well, had so nice. much Why don't you fun. go there when it you know, soon well i i will yeah I, i'll go no matter if it, it's not over i'll go there they have an island my cousin giovanni yeah. oh well that's nice he has the island il Giglio in positano between capri and oh, that so. must be so beautiful. So that, that's where to go and be quarantined. Oh, that's amazing. That's all where right. I'd like Next. to go. Oh. No, no, I'm, saying, I'm sorry, what was that? Uh, beep, beep, that's all we want to talk oh. about. <laughs> no, I think I have one, maybe time for one more. Sure. Next one is from Leo. Gianni, it's fairly clear that a lot of your fan base is because of The Godfather. Do you think you have a totally new audience because of your exposure surrounding Hollywood Godfather? Oh, well, we know that. Well, without a doubt. I mean, Hollywood Godfather, the book, and the podcast now, has resurrected people, again, to keep using his name, because I can't give him enough accolades or promotings. Patrick Bent David. The, everything we're doing now, at least me, well, even you, Megan, I'd have to say, and Pat, we're all included in this thing. This is like another Godfather film. Well, you know what it is. All of us. Uh, this is a whole new generation. Mm -hmm. I mean, they've seen the movie. Who hasn't seen the movie? I mean, right. you've got to be living under a rock. But it's a whole new generation that is getting exposed to the story behind the movie, the story behind the movies, mm -hmm. the stories of the mob, uh, growing up in New York, uh, everything that they don't know about. Yeah. The 20-somethings, the 30-somethings, the 50-somethings might not know it. So right. the book started it all, and then it expanded to this. And, uh... and thank God that all of you who are listening to us, and I know for a fact, when I see, I see young people, 
come up to me on the streets, meaning young and even late teens, early 20s. They're not doing that because of the Godfather. They're doing it because of the Hollywood Godfather. And it's been great. See, you see people? Wow. I do, yeah. I haven't, seen people like? in two, I haven't seen people in two months. <laughs> well, when you do, you don't see people anywhere when, there, <laughs> when there's no quarantine. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I should be used to this by now. Yeah. I see a lot of rabbits and deer and stuff. Yeah. But, oh, that's fun. Yeah, well, gets old. <laughs> I think so. All right, boys, that's all we have for tonight. Aw. Thank you so much. <laughs> Thank, Thank you so our much, audiences. You. Great mailbag. Thank you for all your interesting questions, inquiries. And now we know we need these ratings on iTunes. 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 Yeah. The reviews are reviews are gonna help bring us, us to a different thing. level. So if you if you get around to it, say whatever you want to say. You know? Oh yeah, it could be bad too. No, of course not. All right. We know where they live. They can't, <laughs> they can't say anything bad. But How thank you all. Stay safe, stay healthy. Okay. The only thing they can say bad about it is it's not long enough. Yeah. Other than that, there you go. Yeah, There's no other reason. I like your opinion. <laughs> there you go. Okay. Thank you very much, right. guys. Good night, everybody. Good night, everybody. All right. Good night, guys. Good night. If you're feeling sad and lonely, there's a service I could render. I'm the one who loves you only. I could be so warm, so tender. Call me. Don't be afraid, you can call me. Maybe it's late, but just call me. Tell me and I'll be around. Or when it seems your friends desert you. Thank you for tuning in to the Hollywood Godfather podcast. You can contact Gianni Russo, Patrick Picciarelli, or myself with your questions and comments through the contact section of our website, hollywoodgodfatherpodcast.com. You can also call and leave us a message at 646-776-3038. Regarding Gianni's motivational speaking appearances, you can visit his website, giannirusso.com. You can also visit amazon.com for a listing of books Patrick Picciarelli has written. Remember to follow us on Instagram at Hollywood Godfather Podcast, as well as leave us a review on iTunes. If you'd like to know what you like about what we're doing, what you'd like to hear in the future, and anything else you might suggest to improve our podcast. Most importantly, hit the subscribe button. We'll be back next week with stories of the mob and Hollywood, as well as answers to your emails and voicemails. Good night.